0: On this episode of the Ask Mike Reynolds Show, we talk about some of the strategies we use to restore passive knee extension range of motion after a surgery. The Ask Mike Reynolds Show. Helping people feel better, move better,
1: and perform better.
0: Before we get to the podcast, I wanted to make sure you knew about my free online course on the introduction to performance therapy and training. If you want to learn how to get started optimizing and enhancing performance, this is the course for you. Head to mikereynold.com/ performance to sign up today. Welcome back, everybody. To the latest episode of the Ask Mike Round Show. We're up at Champion PT and Performance up in Boston, Mass, answering all your questions, physical therapy, sports performance, fitness, all that fun stuff, anything you guys want to talk about. I'm here with Mike Scaduto, Dave Tilly, Dan Pope, Lenny McCrina, answering all your questions. Are we, are we, is this like the seating arrangement we're going to go with? I feel like. We, like, we have to feel a little bit. Sometimes dance good. here.
2: It
1: feels really good. Sometimes I'm next to Lenny over there. That's
0: true. You guys used to, you used to be that way. As Italian,
2: I like to be by the door in case I, I need to I like to have run, my back so. to the wall. <laughs> 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 we're gonna, we're gonna be facing
0: See doing <laughs> it. We're here. We have a lot of students now. We have, you know, d- you know, throughout the year we get a, a good variety of students, uh, but you know there there's quite a bit of overlap, which is always good because they get to practice and talk and interact. But uh, three students now. Len, would you would you like to introduce the students to the uh, audience? Wow, today? We'll do have
2: three students. Yeah. Well, it. we'll go we'll go seniority, right? We'll go. podcast we'll now. We'll go three students. We'll go uh, Trey Martin, Trey Martin, Doctor Trey from East Tennessee no. State University. We have the longest names right now going on. With I know, more. right? Yeah. So Dr. Trey Martin at East Tennessee State University. We have uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson from Winston-Salem State University. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we have Evan Zverevic from Trine University. So Trine oh, is right. somewhere in the middle of Indiana.
0: Trine? Trine. From, so
2: He's from Hogwarts. Ironically... <laughs> Wait, we have there? Trey and Ryan and a student from Trine, so Ryan and Trine, ah, you, you, what guys, a connection. you guys figure it out, it was I meant must, to be. I must say, I have never heard of Trine. No, I haven't either. Sorry, it's Hogwarts. Yeah,
0: no, that's good, no, so it's good, very good, so welcome Evan. Evan, what's your last name? Jurjevic. Jurjevic. That's so fun. Ger-genic. Ger-genic. That was easy, Len. Why can't Len <laughs> pronounce that? And by the way, I definitely knew his last name prior to asking him. Definitely. So anyway, we have um, we have some great questions, right? This is uh, or a question. I think we got one question today. Um, who's who do we got this week? Trey? Dr. Trey? Dr. Trey's gonna ask the question this week. So the subject is tips for regaining full knee extension after
2: surgery. So Ellie from Florida asks, what are some methods you find most effective for regaining full knee extension in a post-surgical patient with increased tone in the hamstrings?
0: Uh, you totally distracting me. What's the question? Just read the question part. <laughs> totally. Wait, what was that? The question part. All right.
2: What are some methods you find most effective for regaining full knee extension in a post-surgical patient with increased tone in the hamstrings. All right, so how, what, what are,
0: what are <laughs> what the just methods? I don't know. I was like caught on the... There, there was a subject there.
1: I wondered at all. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to... That's never been there. <laughs> so I'll answer this question. Jump on it.
0: Yes. All right, so this, I think like, this is a good question. So what are some of the methods that we use to regain full knee extension after surgery? Now, they, Ellie... Specifically mentioned with tone on the hamstring, which definitely is a thing, right? And is definitely something that happens post off, but not the only reason why you would have loss of, of mm-hmm. motion. Um, there's a million ways to do this. What do you guys think? Who wants to start? I mean, we could somebody can ramble on a million things, but like, what do you think is the most important thing to do? A post-op patient comes into you with limited knee extension. Why Lenny, why don't you start with this and say what What do you look at to determine why maybe they have this loss of motion?
2: Yeah, I mean, usually it's because they weren't educated at the beginning on how to keep the range of motion. So a big portion of my education when I forget first get somebody in, especially after an ACL where there's a lot of pain or a knee replacement is propping the the heel up and allowing that knee to get into extension. The position of comfort is gonna be slight flexion, right? Open pack position of the knee is about 20 degrees, so they're gonna wanna put a pillow under their knee. So education, by all means, first, is to get them to understand that getting extension is the most important thing after surgery. You mentioned tone in the hamstrings. Yeah, probably, maybe, because they are gonna get shortened over time, but there was a study that came out uh, last year, in uh, I think it was uh, Med Science Sports and Exercise, that showed that it was the capsule that gets tight and not necessarily the hamstrings So, For me, I want to do things that are going to address both hamstring and capsule, so I'm going to look at how you stretch out capsule or collagen tissue. You need prolonged stretch on the knees. You need prolonged, low, long duration stretch. So you need the person to prop the leg up and give a good 15 minutes uh, at a time, and we recommend usually sixty minutes total in a day to get the knee to hyperextend, extend, get into full uh, extension, whether it's beyond zero or, or not, and symmetrical to the other side. so you know get the collagen to stretch out I think is the key in hamstring stretching, uh, maybe some foam rolling, do some soft tissue work. Let me jump in and ask you a question yes. here so
0: a couple things one, I like your approach at first. If somebody comes in t- tight, the first thing you do is blame them. Love it. Yes. It's awesome. Not it's my their
1: fault. Blame <laughs> it on right. Right. That.
0: <laughs> that that, right. Make it very aggressive, too. <laughs> so that way, I like that. No, but th- I think that was actually an excellent point you made because everyone's always looking for like the reason. Is this tight? Did that happen? Did yeah. this happen? When realistically, sure. sometimes they just, they weren't educated enough and maybe they spent a week home after surgery and nobody told them to go straight. So I'm jesting, obviously, but I, I think that was actually a really good point that uh, I like like. Tell me about that study, though, because remember, in my mind, the hamstrings kind of attach and blend into the capsule to an extent. Correct. So uh, so how, how do they differentiate between the hamstrings so and the capsule?
2: So they, unfortunately, they use like rats or some of like mice. I think it was mice. And because of their biology, it's very similar to humans, um, they can... they Basically, should put the, the mice in the cast, their little legs, and uh, for wolf. for a period of time. I know <laughs> um, we appreciate their their contributions to research, and then they they looked at the collagen under microscope to see the changes and the elongation of it. So, versus hamstring, so. To, uh, I say I use this in my courses as well, our online e seminar course, and at any time I speak, it's it's the capsule that we primarily have to address. And how do you stretch our collagen? Is you got to get a prolonged stretch in the knee if we can even you know get a substantial change because it is collagen. But you have a window, a window of opportunity. It's not like the IT being this thick fibrous structure that you need thousands of pounds of force, right? You, we can get it back. But I think it's more so the, the the tight knee, the the tight collagen, the tight capsule. Yeah, and that this study showed.
0: And let's assume for the rest of this conversation, we're talking about like a post-operative knee that is not super chronic. Right. Because man, that's a whole other conversation. Correct. Yeah, that's a, you're talking about somebody six months out of an ACL that still has, that's a completely different conversation yeah. in my mind. So um, so I like that. We're in the first like acute, maybe even subacute phase like yeah. that. Collagen tissue, uh, a prolonged, uh, short, uh, a shorter intensity or less intensity, longer duration time stretching. I like that. So Lenny brought up, that I, I, I wanted to ask one question, then you jump in, but mm-hmm. so Lenny brought up it's collagen and it's the capsule. So talk about prolonged
1: stretching. Does anybody do joint mobs? What do we want to talk about with joint mobs for the knee? Yeah, I think that, I mean, joint mobs are probably not going to be changing the capsular tissue or like we're not probably moving the capsule around, but it's going to kind of blend to my point. Like people hurt man. Like if they're super cranky, the joint is real like angry and like They've been probably walking on it for a little bit and starting to get sore. And like they're right up there, like just in a lot of pain. So like anything you can do a little bit to maybe make them feel comfortable or calm down a little bit. Sometimes joint mugs just make someone relax. Like they're just like completely chilling out. Same thing with like, I think this is a, again, the, the swing of social media is everyone's like no modalities ever, no passive stuff at all. But like five minutes of heat and a little bit of joint mugs would make someone's knee range much, much easier. Maybe they're just sitting down for 10 minutes, but honestly, maybe that's it.
2: But like that can go a huge way to help your manual therapy. I can't, I can't tell how many times like people like, oh, I can heat it, I can ice it. And they don't know. And then you maybe heat them. Yeah. Because if you want to you know just promote healing and relaxation and maybe a little blood into the area and you're like, wow, that felt amazing. Yeah. So whether or not social media says it was bad, if that person says, I like that, yeah, you gotta go with it, right? And if you measure five degrees more range of motion by the end of the session, like who they cares, buy in, about, you, know? you saw the objective change, they feel so much better about their knee, they feel better about their situation. Mm-hmm. It's it's a no brainer despite I like that the social media world okay. saying, there's no evidence, all the evidence is negative. So the, fu-
0: the funny part is we call that positional release because we have to make like a, a fancy phrase or anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just sitting there. Right? <laughs> yeah. we'll call it positional <laughs> relaxation. relaxation. No, but, I mean, th- there's a little bit that we can, like, we can add a little science to it. So, all right. So I, I-, I think we'd all agree. So with joint modes, maybe we're neuromodulating tone, maybe we're trying to get them relaxed a little bit. But let's say it's two weeks out, they're lacking full knee extension and it's an ACL. Uh, uh, would you do a joint mode?
1: I still
0: would. You do a joint move on the knee two weeks out of an ACL reconstruction.
1: Well, not necessarily an ACL, but thinking like a post surgical knee, I would still attempt. I think there's still in a a period of time where you can have effect. But if I'm trying to not stress the ACL, obviously I wouldn't do that. But patellar. All right, so so
0: not so well, definitely patellar move. That's uh, that I meant more tibiofemoral. So so uh, so okay. So if it's not ligamentous, we maybe maybe would. Yeah. yeah. This is good to talk about. So you guys get to hear the discussion here, but like. You know what I mean? So maybe you're right. patellar obviously. Patella is an actually big one too. especially
1: superior to try to get that last little bit of
0: extension. If so, if Especially if you have like a patellar tendon graft or maybe even a quad tendon graft to an extent, like patellar mobility is going to play into this. Mm-hmm. So we got a whole nother realm right there. So okay. I don't know. I, so as a group, the ligamentous injury, we're not joint mobing, yeah. right?
2: Probably no. not. No. All right.
0: Thankful. That's good. Otherwise, we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna pause this and Depends have, a- have, an, in- have <laughs> an internal meeting, <laughs> have a champion staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> but but but, but, that, but like maybe maybe other t- I don't know I don't know I probably wouldn't do it with a meniscus either. Be to be honest still, with you, be but careful with distraction, That's type of thing. There's some things yeah. you probably still can get away with, but right. obviously you're not going to translate and try to tear that ACL. <laughs> <off. It does. laughs> Just do some logging. Test losses. the graph. <laughs> yeah, I mean it is again probably fine, but I, but again, I think the whole the point and reason why I brought up joint moves is Lenny talked about the collagen tissue, the capsule and stuff like that. I think theoretically that sustained Position that positional release that low load long duration type stretch is probably better than a joint mob on that. And I know there's a lot of manual therapists out there that would go right to joint mobs. Yeah, I think that's showing us that we may use some joint mobs on the right person at the right time if it's to like neuromodulate,
1: try to get them to relax and move a little bit better. But I think there's there's other things to do. I think we've um, so, said it on a podcast before, but like you have to have a consistency over intensity mindset. Like Lenny said, like five. Four sessions of ten to fifteen minutes a day is better than like one day where you're trying to jam your knee. Like, I mean, I made this mistake as a therapist. They come in and it's not straight. And you're kind of panicking, you're like, oh god, we got to get this straight. And you're like really like cranking on someone's knee in one session. It's like it's probably not the best thing to do, you know, intensity wise, because that person's going to leave really kind of sore. and They're not going to want to do their exercises later.
2: Right. I like it. And, Good. And Mike. It may further promote tone. Yeah. So they make it some guarding, especially if you're putting them in a more painful position, yeah. trying to gain range motion. I know Lenny talks about it all the time, like a prone hang sometimes will promote more tone in the hamstring because they feel vulnerable there and they, they want to guard so they're gonna get into more of a flexion contracture, it makes it tougher for them to relax the hamstring. So I think that's a good point pre- Go. The the question was about what we do, answer? right? And okay. I, I think the que- I think that's good. Uh, Doctor Scaduto is um, at mikescaduto dot com is um, prone hang supine low long duration and, and other things like retro walking on the treadmill or retro cone walking or something like that. I'm a supine, like I want them supine. I want them lying down. I want and I want their ankle propped up, and I want a lightweight five ten pounds to be pulling their knee into extension above and beyond the knee, right? above the patella. Yeah, so not squishing the patella versus the prone hang because of the the hamstring getting tight and people just freaking out that their leg is hanging off the table and their pelvis starts twisting out of control and now the whole thing just becomes chaotic, I feel like, in people that I've tried prone hangs on and the doctor's recommended, so you have to do it and then it's just, you're like, all right, let's just go back to what I know and trust and that's just <laughs> lying down and working on supine.
0: So we talk about pain, we talk about guarding, we talk about some tone from the surgery, stuff like that. Um, all great. What about swelling? Good
2: point. Yeah, Right? Very so basic, just, but acute yeah. <laughs> wise, sometimes it's just swelling. It takes a volume in the you know? volume in the knee, causes pain. You like, want to protect the pain. So we, you we
0: yeah. tell yeah, and that's not even just even the effusion's effect on pain. You're absolutely right. right. But I mean we tell everybody yeah, there, there's not a lot of room in the knee, right, for it to go, like for it to like pooch out. And what tends to happen is it tends to pooch out in the back. Right. If you get a big, effused knee, obviously it kind of goes all the way around, but in the back there tends to be like a, a, a large pooch of that effusion right there. And that's definitely going to be uh, impactful for both flexion and extension of the knee. You kind of kind of see that in both ways. So sometimes it's just getting rid of their pain, getting rid of their swelling, getting them more comfortable so that the way they decrease their guarding, and then getting them into these positional releases, like this low-load, long-durations kind of stretching, frequently over... Time. So, you, if you notice here, we're doing nothing aggressive. We're not doing any manipulations. We're, we're even kind of talking about really not doing that that much for joint mobilizations. It's more about getting rid of pain, getting rid of the fusion, getting rid of the guarding, and getting them into these nice sustained positions frequently throughout the day. That's our first attack. If you're talking about a chronic person, a whole other conversation that we won't get into in this podcast. I, I'm sure we've talked about it. I don't even know. We have like 200 episodes now. I forget what we've talked about. But, like, that's a whole other conversation. One other question. What about soft tissue. Nobody said anything about soft tissue. Yeah. Thoughts?
1: Yeah.
0: Gastroc, maybe. Head to the gastroc or blending in behind the knee as well. I mean, gastroc, hammy, both cross the knee. Mm-hmm. Right, so theoretically, if you're in a shortened position, those guys get toned up. Not they they start to, yeah, you know, I mean, is that mm-hmm. a part of it too? So we would all do sense. that, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's summarize. Let's say you come in, you're three weeks out of ACL reconstruction, and you have you're lacking a little bit of knee extension. What are we going to do? First thing we can probably do is hop them up on the table, supine. Right? We're going to probably put a hot pack on their knee and put their heel propped up and let it just slowly sit there five, ten minutes. See what we get for range of motion. From there, I think we're all gonna probably go soft tissue, right? We're probably gonna go hamstring, gastroc, but then also a fusion-based soft tissue if there's anything going on with the knee, right? From there, we're probably gonna go patellar mobilizations, right? Gonna do some patellar mobs, and then from there, we're probably gonna then try to actively get them engaged in their knees so that way it goes straight. So knee extensions, retro cone walking, like, like Lenny said, even just walking, yeah, you're just a quad set, right? Like yeah. that's a great point. Just a quad set, we're gonna actively get them in that position, and then we're probably gonna Ice, and then we're probably going to compress it with a wrap or a sleeve afterwards, right? Yeah. Pretty comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. So, sum- summary in the last minute. But I, I like how we kind of brought that all together. Does that make sense? I think everybody wants to jump right into like, oh, this is a problem. I got to be aggressive and do something where it's actually pretty, pretty simple and you take a step back. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So good. I like it when we can answer a question like that and we can kind of almost have like a little case at the end. So hopefully maybe you can, you can watch that again, watch that last minute or two again, maybe put it down to 0.75 times speed on the uh, audio there. I kind of talked like Dave on that one. I apologize. Uh, But, but good question. Hopefully that was a, uh, you know, a good understanding of our treatment approach of what we would do with that person. So if you have a question like that, head to MikeReynolds.com, click on that podcast link and be sure to fill out the form to ask us anything. Really, we have so many diverse, questions. We love hearing them. So keep sending them. We'll keep answering them and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, head to MikeReynell.com slash podcast and fill out the form to submit your question. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this with your friends to help spread the word. It would really mean so much to us. Please check out all my online courses, articles, newsletter, and more at MikeRenold.com. There's always a ton of great perks for my newsletter subscribers. And be sure to check for my other podcast, the Sports Physical Therapy Podcast, where I go deep into topics and interview leaders within our field. See you on the next episode.